0: 22 had a you know did a great job of me all day. Um, it was really fun actually to go against him. We had some good battles. Um, you know, got him at the end though. It's really fun, especially when you got a little bit of space. Um, you know, like my tight end coach always says, don't let one guy tackle you. And now that was my mindset. You know, just try to run through him. Um, try to carry him as far as I can. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. This is episode forty-seven. Once again, I'm your host, John June. It's not—I don't got my guy Greg Penniman tonight. It's his birthday, so it's all good. We got this covered, though. A little solo pod. Um, so let's just jump right into it. Hopefully, you guys and gals are doing well in your fantasy matchups. Um, you know, hopefully you, you're not tilting like I am. You know, had three fantasy matchups this weekend, 0 and 2. Um, so far, I got another one riding on Miles Sanders right now, so I'm I'm real full tilt, but um, it's cool. I'm just you know gonna keep level head on this pod and you know deliver what you guys really care about. And plus, it's okay, because I still got, uh, you know, like three other leagues where I'm in bye. I got another league where um, playoffs haven't started yet. So, it's okay, guys. Don't worry about me. You know, we're focused on you guys. So, let's get this done, right? All right, starting with the, the studs of the week, man. And then, obviously, we'll get to those Jags. And then, later on in the show, we'll get to the waivers. But um, starting with the studs of the week, man. Obviously, got to start at that quarterback position. And Drew Brees, man, nobody saw this one coming, right? Uh, this guy went 29 for 40, 349, five passing touchdowns. Also got you a rushing touchdown, man. Six total touchdowns. This was good for 40.06 points and a half point PPR FanDuel uh, standard quarterback scoring league. Uh, Drew Brees, man. What can I say? The guy was at home. If you guys saw this game, you have. To, if you hadn't, you have to go watch it. You know. I, you know, I made a joke today, you know, go watch the highlights. I mean, the whole game was a highlight. It was 48, 48 to 46. It was a 94-point total in this game. Like, it was absolutely out of control. Um, you know, and, and I, you know, Drew Brees, man, he, yeah, man, he did what he had to do at home. You know, six total touchdowns here. Um, you know, unfortunately, his team didn't get the win. But if you had, you know, if you had the, the guts to start Drew Brees in this matchup against the Saints, man, and you know, good for you. Kudos to you. Uh, Somebody I know people were probably uh, nervous to start, that would be Jameis Winston, Tampa Bay quarterback. Jameis Winston going 33 of 45, 456 passing yards, four passing touchdowns, got the usual three interceptions with the pick six. Those don't count towards fantasy, not the pick sixes, uh, but also added five rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. That was good for 37.74 in standard quarterback scoring. Oh Jameis Winston, man! What can we say, man? When when we get the touchdowns, we, when we get the interceptions, we get the touchdowns. And so Jameis got three interceptions, rightfully so. He had to give us five touchdowns for that. Um, you know, four hundred fifty six passing yards. This was great, and obviously his team won, so it's even better. Uh, Jameis has won. Jameis and the Bucks have run one four out of the last five games. So, um, you know, he's playing good football right now. Uh, you know, he's got a matchup against Detroit next week. So. It's, you know, could still continue to get juicy for Jameis, man. So, you know, kudos to Jameis. Shout out to him and the fantasy owners that uh, had the faith in starting him. Uh, somebody I know who was probably not started at all, that would be Mitch Trubisky. He was on the Thursday Thursday night game against the Dallas Cowboys, um, you know, 23-31, 244 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, 33.06 points in standard scoring. Um I, obviously, we talked about him in the last episode, so I'm not going to cover that here. But if you want to listen to that, you can go back and hear the recap on our previous episode, um, the, you know, the Sunday preview. We recapped the Thursday night show at the beginning of that. So, um, But getting through the rest of the, the quarterbacks on the week, coming in as the QB4, we got Deshaun Watson, man, getting it done in that garbage time. Uh, Jimmy G coming in as the QB five. Ryan Tannehill, my QB star of the week coming in as a QB six. Drew Locke coming in as the QB seven. Phillip Rivers coming in as a QB eight. Jacoby Brissett coming in as QB nine. And Matt Ryan coming in as QB ten. Uh performances that stuck out to me. Drew Locke, man. I, I have to say that one. First and foremost, the rookie. Uh, you know, three over over three hundred yards, three touchdowns, you know, twenty-two of twenty-seven, only had five incompletions. Um, yeah, I mean, what can you say? I mean, he's the first uh, quarterback since Tim Tebow and John Elway, the first Denver rookie, Denver quarterback since Tim Tebow and John Elway to throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, so, you know, in their first road start, I believe that was. So what can you look at that, man? You know, Drew Locke coming through. Um, you know, I know my brother's a huge fan of him, so hopefully, you know, Drew Locke continues to, to show well in, in future future. Uh, you know, future games in the NFL. Um, Ryan Tannehill, obviously, you know, talked about him last week. He's my Q's, my QB start of the week, but, you know, 42 points, kind of putting this, this uh, Tennessee team on his back, 391 passing yards. Derrick Henry was a little banged up with a hamstring, but um, that was definitely great to see. And then Jimmy G, man, coming through again, you know, Greg would say the most handsome quarterback in the league, Jimmy G, uh, this guy has been coming through handsomely with the fantasy points, man. So, you know, we'll continue to take that as we, as we as we chug along through these fantasy playoffs, man. All right, let's get to these running backs. RB1 on the week, that would be Austin Eckler. Guys, let's just, just point this out, man. The the quarterback one on the week, that was on my opponent in the League of Extraordinary People. That was on his team, you know, the QB one on the week, Drew Brees. So let's just keep note of that. But Austin Eckler, the RB1 of the week, was also on his fantasy team. Shout out to Neil for taking me down. But Austin Eckler coming through, 8 carries, 101 yards. Also added uh, 4 catches for 112 receiving yards. This guy had 100 receiving, 100 rushing. Got you also 1 receiving touchdown. I was good for 29.3 points in a half point PPR league. Austin Eckler just coming through. Uh, Greg had been pounding the table saying this guy was safe. Finally came around to it. I said, yeah, this guy is safe. We got to play him, man. Got to play him. This guy's been double digits almost every week. Got to play Austin Eckler every week. Coming into this matchup, he was the RB5 and half point PPR leagues. And, you know, what can you say, man, to come through right here like this? Got to love it, especially in a fantasy playoffs. RB2 on the week. That would be Aaron Jones. Greg start of the week, man. 16 carries, 134 yards, one touchdown. Also added six catches on 58 58- receiving yards and that was good for 28.2 points and a half point ppr man what can i say man aaron jones coming through big time for fantasy owners especially when they were they just had questions they didn't know if they could trust him and you know he put those questions to, to bed man he put those concerns to rest uh aaron jones come coming through the part that i like the best here is the six catches uh you know that was something that we talked about before he hadn't been seeing that volume in the past game since the return of Devonte adams um, and naturally, uh, Devontae Adams saw that shift uh, in the opposite way. So, you know, something we'll talk about a little bit later. But um, great performance by Aaron Jones for sure. Uh, coming through on the as the RB3 on the week. Oh, man, had to go against this guy in another week. Not the league of extraordinary people, but Joe Mixon, man. I've been pounding the table for all you all year, and this is what you do to me. Show out 23 carries, 146 yards, and a touchdown, three catches, 40 receiving yards. This is good for 26.1 points and a half-point PPR. Joe Mixon, man, just coming through, doing me dirty in the fantasy playoffs. But, you know, shout-out to him. This was a great performance. And if you started Joe Mixon, if you have him on your fantasy team, and, you know, you, you went out and you started him in this matchup this this um. You know, especially how, how he's been all season. I mean, he's been great all year, but, I mean, not great all year. He's been great as of late uh, coming through with the touchdowns. But this is by far his best performance of the year. So, Joe Mixon owners, I know if you if you got into the playoffs with Joe Mixon, I know that you are going to be happy about this performance. And if you didn't, shout out Matty Ice. You are going to really be upset. Um, but the RB4 on the week, Raheem Mostert, man. The guy came through. I mean, we got to play him. We got to continue to play this guy going forward. Um, Derrick Henry coming in through as the RB5 on the week. Zeke Elliott is the RB6. Todd Gurley is the RB7. Christian McCaffrey coming in as the RB8. DeAndre Washington coming in as the RB9. And then Devontae Freeman coming in as the RB10 in that matchup against Carolina. Um, performances that stuck out to me Derrick Henry, uh, this is his fifth straight game with 20 points and a, and a half point PPR uh this guy is he is safe he's as safe as safe comes uh, he's averaging more fancy points in the last five weeks than christian mccaffrey we talked about this um yeah derrick henry he's he, he locked and loaded for the fancy playoffs man um and then deandre washington coming through with the last last minute i mean the writing was kind of on the wall about josh jacobs being inactive but uh deandre washington coming through if you if you Pivoted from Josh Jacobs to DeAndre Washington, then good for you, man. Um, you know that was that was a great pivot right there. Um, and then other running back performances that stuck out. I think that was really it. You know we had some guys come through. It was it was a um, you know Blalow come th- coming through on a last minute inactive with Lev Bell. We found out the night before. Um, so that was that was that was intriguing. Um, definitely. Encouraging right there by Bilal Powell. But, you know, Bell should be back, so it should be no concern. Um, and then I think that's it in terms of positive performances. Uh, moving on to the wide receiver, and, yeah, we have to talk about this right here because uh, A.J. Brown coming in as the wide receiver one, man. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. A.J. Brown, five catches, 153 yards, two receiving touchdowns, man. A.J. Brown coming through. Uh, Greg and I talked about this guy a couple weeks ago when we talked about the waiver show we talked about him coming into the matchup show Um you know this guy is he's been he's been a stud all year when on the field when given the opportunities Um and now Ryan Tannehill is heating up and AJ Brown is, is taking form taking his place on the mantle as Ryan Tannehill's number one receiver so this guy's got to be owned in all your leagues Um we're going to talk obviously talk about the waiver show in a little bit but this guy's got to be owned in all your leagues. Uh, A.J. Brown, this is a dominant performance by him against the Raiders, and got to love that going forward. Uh, the wide receiver, two on the week, man. Emmanuel Sanders, oh, man. Like seven catches, 157 yards, one receiving touchdown. Also got you a 35-yard passing touchdown to Raheem Moser as well. So that was good for 30 points, six points, and a half-point PPR. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders really coming through for fantasy owners here in this one. Uh, you know, we talked about him in the matchup show has somebody that you could play. Definitely did not see this. Um, but you know, this was great. Obviously the fact that it was a 48 to 46 game had probably had something to do with it, but, uh, that was great, man. Really great. Um, And then the wide receiver three on the week. Oh, man, would you look at that? Somebody who else I'm going against in the League of Extraordinary People. And you know what? The thing is, is that he's not done. And that's Darius Slayton, who at the time of this recording is the wide receiver three, overtook Michael Thomas as the wide receiver three. Um, Five catches, 154 yards, two touchdowns against the Philadelphia Eagles. Hey, the Eagles looked like they got better as a pass defense. But then Ryan Fitzpatrick kind of lit them up last week. And now they're getting lit up by Eli a little bit. Um, so this might be something that we might continue to target going forward, and O'Rion Fitzpatrick has the Eagles next week, so it's something we'll have to take a look at. Um, but Darius Slayton definitely, you know, the, the the knock into this game, coming into this game was, well, Eli hadn't thrown a pass to Darius Slayton, uh, you know, not all year, not in preseason, not in any of that. Well, he threw five to him today and that's netted 154 yards and two touchdowns, so I think Darius Slayton with or without the uh, quarterback or, um, you know, Dar- uh, Daniel Jones or Eli Manning, I think that Darius Slayton is in play, and regardless of who's that quarterback. And if you play in a in a, in a dynasty league or keeper league, this guy's got to be owned. not maybe in a keeper league, depending on how many keepers you get, but in a dynasty league, for sure, I would, I would be looking to pick up Darius Slayton if I could, if my ads haven't been, um, if they haven't been, you know, uh, if if you if you still have the ability to make ads at this time, basically. Um, and then coming through as the wide receiver four on the week, we've got obviously Michael Thomas, who was you know, taken over by Darius Slayton. Then wide receiver five, we got DeAndre Hopkins, the wide receiver six, we got Deontay Johnson benched in my dynasty league that one hurts the wide receiver seven we got Robert Woods the wide receiver eight we got Robbie Anderson the wide receiver nine we got Julian Edelman and the wide receiver 10 we got Allen Robinson um some positive performances that stuck out to me here uh just on the overall day Deontay Johnson coming through um you know six catches 60 yards a touchdown also added a punt return for a touchdown if you play in one of those leagues um Robert Woods catching his his first touchdown. Him and Mike Williams. You know, what are the chances? Mike Williams, Robert Woods. They both come into this game haven't had the most catches, um, in the league without a touchdown. Both of these guys and they catch their touchdowns on the same day. What are the chances that happens? Yeah, I don't know, but good to see that happen. Debo Samuel coming through double digits again. Uh, you know, this time getting that target number. Uh, you know the, the guy a guy like this the Kyle Shanahan uh he just knows that he has to get Debo Samuel involved and you can see that even when the game uh was being played they, they you know they were needed plays they were going in Debo Samuel so um you know I, he's definitely the the number two receiver in this offense behind Emmanuel Sanders the number three target behind obviously George Kittle and Emmanuel Sanders but I think he's somebody that uh you know we can have confidence going forward and um you know, during the rest of the, the fantasy playoffs and then Robbie Anderson doing Robbie Anderson things showing up in the fantasy, in the fantasy and, uh, you know, fantasy relevance in December. Um, you know, I don't know why I didn't think about this, but this is what he does every single year. Seven catches for 116 yards and a touchdown. Um, Robbie Anderson in December. Uh, if you look at his splits, it's like 1600 yards and 16 touchdowns. If you just take his December splits. So, uh, you take his December splits and bring it out to a 16-game pace. So, you know, Robbie Anderson doing what he does. So, um, you know, tough matchups coming up against Baltimore and, uh, you know, in Pittsburgh the next couple of weeks. Um, maybe not something that I want to do there, but, um, you know, if you're playing DFS, I think that, you know, we could continue to roll Robbie Anderson out there as a as a high upside play. Um and then Marcus Johnson, he's somebody that's a slightly intriguing because you know obviously we 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 know that you know he's a Tampa he's an Indianapolis uh, wide receiver, um, but we know that T.Y. Hilton being banged up and um, uh, Paris Campbell, the rookie, headed to IR now. So Marcus Johnson, he's going to be playing significant snaps in this offense, and they got a matchup coming up against New Orleans. So he's somebody that intrigues me. But let's move on to the tight end position. And, oh, would you look at that, my opponent in the league, extraordinary people, another one of his players. That would be Jared Cook coming in as a tight end, one on the week, two catches, 64 yards, two touchdowns. Um, you know, Jared Cook, and that was good for 19.4 points and a half point PPR. Jared Cook coming through as a tight end, one on the week on those two catches. I mean, if you're going to go out, you know, you go out like that. I know Jared Cook owners are probably, um, you know, happy with the 19.4 they got, and at that point in time. So, you know, Jared Cook, yeah, man. What can I say? I, I guess this is a uh, karma, karma for me, right? Uh, why the tight end two on the week? That would be Noah Fant, man, coming in as a tight end two, four catches, 113 yards, one touchdown. I was good for 19.3 and a half point PPR. Uh, Noah Fant, I just, I can't get it right with him, you know, on the weeks I pick him, he doesn't do anything, on the weeks I don't pick him, he does, he does, you know, phenomenal, so uh, Noah Fant, somebody definitely to watch next year as we get to, um, you know, as we're looking for sleeper tight ends next year, you know, this these are the guys that we look for, the second year guys that are, um, that are, at, that have you know, good athletic profiles like like a Noah Fant who has a really good athletic profile. Um, you know, guys like this who come out in their who can come out in their second year and be fantasy viable. Um, especially with a quarterback like Drew Locke. you know, maybe they start building this chemistry early. Um, The tight end three on the week, man, that's uh, George Kittle. You're a bad man, brother. You are a bad, 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 bad man. If you guys haven't seen that George Kittle run, uh, the catch and run to set up the game-winning field goal for the 49ers, you have to. George Kittle just running with dudes holding on to his face mask. He's got three Saints on top of him. Oh man, this is and that's not even the fantasy production. Six catches, sixty seven yards and a in a touchdown. That was good for fifteen point seven and a half point PPR. Uh George Kittle, you are absolutely phenomenal. I love you. You're the best. Um Tyler Higbee, Greg's tight end start of the week, coming in as a tight end five. Hayden Hurst coming in as a tight end six. Travis Kelsey, man, with a very, very impressive game. You shout out to Andy Reid with the with the impressive game plan uh, to beat the Patriots. But Travis Kelsey coming in as a tight end six. Ian Thomas, a tight end seven, Nick O'Leary coming in as a tight end eight. Cameron Brake coming in as a tight end nine. And then Hunter Henry making coming coming through for fantasy, overs, fantasy owners making up for last week. Um, if you guys got in the playoffs, but coming through as a tight end 10 with 10.9 points, um, in terms of tight end performances that stuck out to me, um, you know, Johnny Smith coming in, he came in as a tight end 11, I think. So he came through, um, so, you know, shout out to fantasy football diagnostics for recommending that as a play if you did it, but I understand if you didn't, um, Ian Thomas though came through big time and, and he was a, a, not a recommended play by us. So, um, you know, but Ian Thomas coming through—that was that was really more, more matchup based than anything with Ian Thomas. So, um, but you know, if he's gonna continue to do this uh, as Kyle Allen's, I guess one of Kyle Allen's targets, then you know, it's definitely something that we'll that we'll take want to take a look at going forward. Um, and then, yeah, man, gotta get to those Jags, man. We have to get to the Jags, and on a on a week like this week, that was so important. Where a lot of people were had a lot of, um, you know, a lot of their their fantasy hopes and dreams riding on some guys here. Uh, this is a week where the jag list is is definitely one that you don't want to be on. So, uh, starting off, you know, I, I'm just gonna run through some some a list of of guys that that um you know underperformed here. Um, but you know, and then I'll highlight the one that I think that stuck out the the, the most at each position. So, um, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, that that one sucks. He lost obviously lost Devonte Parker early, so uh, that sucks there. But you know, I I still trust him going forward. That game was just weird. You know, any game with the Jets are involved is a weird game. So, um, yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I trust him going forward. Pat Mahomes, man, this is this is disappointing, but. Obviously, you know, you were starting him against New England. You weren't anticipating that much. But, you know, this is just a, a theme that we've, you know, kind, kind of, uh, you know, we've experienced all year with Pat Mahomes is that, you know, he was the number one quarterback last year. And, you know, he was drafted as such this year. And he's not he's not performing on, as that level. He's not returning on that investment. So uh, just, you know, something to keep it keep note of is next year when when we're all drafting Lamar Jackson in the first round, although he might actually be worth it, though. So, um, <clears throat> you know, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, obviously, Kyler Murray, not someone that you were excited about. Baker Mayfield, you know, I had concerns about the hand injury as well. Um, and then Tom Brady and Russell Wilson, you two guys, oh, man, oh. you know, Tom Brady, we already know. This is what to expect from you in fantasy. But we thought in a game where you're at home, you're in a high over-under, you'd be able to get this done. Um, Russell Wilson, I, I I, don't know. I don't even want to blame you, really. I just want to blame Pete Carroll for wanting to run the ball into eternity. Um, but if there's one Jag on this list, it is you, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. You are supposed to be the GOAT. After Tom Brady, some people will still call you the GOAT. You know, I used to do that just to, you know, get Brady fans all PO'd and whatnot. But Aaron Rodgers, what are you doing, man? 18 of 28, 195, one touchdown and a fumble, 11.4. I was ready to make you my start of the week. Thank God I didn't. But what are we doing here, Aaron Rodgers? (sighs) Ah, man, what a jack. So that was the Jag performance of the week. Going to Mr. Aaron Rodgers at the quarterback position, and then the running back position. Man, there's so many places to go. I mean, you know, let's just start with Mr. Leonard Fournette. I know you let a lot of people down, man. 15 carries, 50 yards, only 7.8. This whole Jags team, I think, is quitting on on Doug Marone here. So they're gonna hit. The, they're hitting the quit button. So. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fade Mr. Uh, well, not Mr. Leonard Fournette, but the Jags as much as I can, with the exception of Leonard Fournette and DJ Shark going forward. Um, but another Jag that came through, Alvin Kamara, man, you burned me, brother, you burned me big time. I, I I've always had so much love and adoration for you, Alvin Kamara, but this one hurt, man. Four point three points in a, and a half point PPR in a game that was there you know there was almost more punts in this game than there were Alvin Kamara fantasy points that's a fact so um yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not really feeling that mr kamara 48 46 game 94 point over under and you're going to give me a 4.3 and a half point ppr ah man and then there was something that we learned this weekend and that was the snail man doesn't always deliver on sunday and that was you mr benny Snell. we were ready to give you a nickname brother you were ready to get a nickname 16 carries 41 yards and then you fumble i remember looking at my my my, my matchup at one point and you got me a negative 0.5 man and then there's sony michelle oh i went out there recommending you as a as a possible dfs play you know i couldn't you know, thank God for Greg, otherwise, I'd be out here trying to recommend people to play you in their fantasy lineups. But, oh man, five carries for eight yards, 1.4 fantasy points? You are a jag, my brother, but you are not the jag of the week. And the jag of the week, and I mean, I know people probably went, went away from him anyway, but I know some people didn't have a choice and they had to. And in a game where there's 94 point. I feel like this is a common theme today, but there's a game where there's 94 points. Tevin Coleman, you're going to get three carries for six yards. Not even a catch. 0.6 points, that's what we get from you, brother. Tevin Coleman, you are the running back Jag of the week. Getting to these wide receivers, let's see. What do we got? Who is going to be the running back? The wide receiver Jags? I mean, we got a long list, man. Tyler Lockett. You know, Greg was trying to warn me, don't play him, guys. Don't play him. You know, I would go somewhere else. Tyler Lockett, Devontae Adams, you know, Aaron Rodgers, they're having bad games. He's having a bad game. So, of course, Devontae Adams is going to have a bad game, right? Both these both these guys, four catches. Tyler Lockett, 43 yards. Devontae Adams, 41 yards. You know, I hope you didn't pivot to a James Washington, though, because he didn't do you much better. Four catches, 33 yards. It's a Jag performance. You know, Um Cortland Sutton, that sucks, man. You know, Drew Locke, he's balling 300 yards, three touchdowns. But all you could get is five catches for 34 yards. That one hurts. Cortland Sutton owners, I know it. D.D. Westbrook, I don't even want to talk to you, bro. Me and you, we're on fighting terms right now. Six catches, 25 yards. I don't even know how you got the five and a half points, and I don't care. It wasn't enough. Uh Curtis Samuel, two catches, 25 yards. You got five point two points. That's interesting, though. You know, this is again, yeah. You know, you know what, Curtis Samuel, you you can you can do this, D. D. Westbrook. You haven't earned this. You haven't earned this right right now. You've been somewhat disappointing to me. So, um, but the jagged a week, um, I don't know how much was expected of him, but I know some people started him. I'm gonna go with Jamison Crowder, man, because and the the thing about the Jamison Crowder jagged a week is, is is just it, it was the amount. Of targets that you got, man. Seven targets. If I looked, if you told me Jameson Crowder was going to go into this game getting seven targets, right? I'd be like, oh, seven targets? Okay. That means he's going to catch like seven of them, right? Six. No, my man caught three for 30, 44.5 yards and a half point PPR. Um, Again, I don't know how many people were counting on you, depending on you. Like, if you're playing in the full-point PPR league, you thought that Jamison Crowder was going to come through for you, man. So, um, shout-out to those guys. I know you guys are hurting right now, guys and guys that started Jamison Crowder. You guys are probably hurting. So, J-Mo, Jag of the Week, man. And then going to the tight end position, um, I don't really want to put Austin Hooper on this list because, you know, you come back from the MCL, two catches, 32 yards. But I'm going to put you on the list because you're Austin Hooper. We expect tight end one numbers. Um, Jack Doyle. Two catches, twenty seven yards in a game where your team scores thirty five points, the other team scored thirty eight. The matchup was great, but you bombed. So and you were my start of the week. So that one hurts, buddy. And the Kyle Rudolph, man, I, I just when I get on board, you know? And just when I get on board, just when I'm like, Oh yeah, these touchdowns, I guess they are happening every week. No. What happens? He doesn't get one. And then what happens? The Kyle Rudolph stat line happens. Two catches, 11 yards. This was always my fear with Kyle Rudolph. And now it becomes materialized. Especially when Kyle Rudolph decided he was going to be 4,800 on FanDuel. And I was going to make him like a staple in all of my lineups. Because how can you get a tight end that cheap? You can't. All right. Moving forward, uh, Mark Andrews. I'm not going to put you on this list. You got you left with a knee injury. You don't deserve it. Ryan Griffin. You also left with an injury. You don't deserve it. So the jag of the week at the tight end position's gonna go to Kyle. Ru- oh, no, I'm not gonna go to Kyle Rudolph because that was kind of expected. Kyle Rudolph. We knew if you didn't get the touchdown, what was going to happen. We knew that. Jack Doyle. You are my tight end jag of the week because what can I say, man? Two catches, 27 yards. That's just not supposed to be you. So. We we're expecting that catch number to be somewhere around the, the six or seven range, not two. Especially not after you get paid. You get paid and you, you get lazy. Nah, man. Come on, brother. Need you, man. Alright. Now we have some fun with the Jags, man. We gotta let's jump into the waivers, because I know that's what you guys are really so concerned about. The waivers. So let's let's start at the quarterback position, man. And some guy, you know, we've been talked about him on this show, but we're talking about him again. That's Ryan Tannehill. He's still available in 52% of Yahoo! Leagues. He's got a matchup this week against Houston in an AFC South showdown with a 50-point total. Ryan Tannehill is absolutely on fire right now. So we got to ride that into the glorious fantasy playoffs and the glorious fantasy championships so we can win these chips. So got to go get Ryan Tannehill. Um, you got to continue to roll him out there. He's leading this Titans offense right now. So got to continue to do that. The um, another quarterback I would look to that we've obviously talked about um, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He definitely he's available still in seventy five percent of Yahoo leagues. He definitely suffered by the departure of Devonte Parker in the loss to the Jets, but hopefully Parker can return, uh, you know, to action against the New York Giants, and that should fare fare uh, well for Ryan Fitzpatrick in, a, in an easier matchup against uh, the New York Giants here. So. Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think you can still start him with some confidence um, this week if you need help with the quarterback position. The next quarterback on the list is going to be Baker Mayfield, who's available in 25% of Yahoo! Leagues. He has a matchup coming up against Arizona, which continues to give the most fancy points up to the quarterback position. And it's on the road in Arizona. So this is not a dome, so you're not going to be concerned with this Cleveland weather. So I think this is a really, really nice spot for Baker Mayfield and all of his weapons Jarvis Landry, uh, David Njoku even, who we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, And, you know, even if if Odell can play, then him as well. But obviously the two running backs as well. So I think this is a really nice spot for the Browns offense. And then um, another guy we're going to talk about, honorable mention here, this is a deeper league play, um, definitely two-quarterback league play as well. Drew Locke, though, Um, he's got a matchup coming up against Kansas City, but he's available in 98% of leagues he's had two solid starts so far this year uh obviously showing up big against Houston three over 300 yards and three touchdowns so um I think he you know he can show well in a matchup against Kansas City and then he has Detroit the week after so if you're in need help of, uh, at the if you're in need of help at the quarterback position uh, maybe you're going play in a deeper league uh, maybe you're in a 14 16 team league maybe you're in a two quarterback league I think drew Locke can definitely help you out. Um, All right, let's move to the running back position. I think the the number one guy on the list is going to be DeAndre Washington. Um, He's available 93% of Yahoo! Leagues. Uh, He filled in for Josh Jacobs, who missed the game on Sunday against Tennessee. And in his absence, DeAndre Washington had 20 total touches and converted a touchdown as well. Uh, He was involved in the pass game with seven targets that led to six catches. And if Josh Jacobs can't go against Jacksonville, then Washington could be the kind of bargain on the waiver wire that we really, really need this time of year. Uh, obviously, the Jacksonville defense, it's bad. We saw w- what happened with Austin Eckler, Melvin Gordon, uh, and why Melvin Gordon was my start of the week last week, came through with a solid day. It's why uh, Derek Henry was my start of the week a couple weeks before. Uh, so I would DeAndre Washington would definitely come through as a, as a top 15 back coming up against Jacksonville. If you were to have significant touches or significant opportunity in this game on Sunday, and then coming in next on the list, I've got AP Adrian Peterson all day. Uh, he's available in sixty-one percent of Yahoo leagues. He's had double-digit fantasy points in his last two games, and with Darius guys already being ruled out for Week 15, Peterson could be in line for even more for even more work um, and more volume, especially at home against a reeling Eagles team. Um, and the thing that's the most interesting part about the AP in this matchup is that the Redskins are only six-point dogs as opposed to the last couple weeks where they've been double-digit dogs. So this makes for even potentially better game script for, for AP. So um, if you need help with the running back position, I know there were some injuries. You go out, you can go get AP and start on this week in the fantasy playoffs. Um, my next running back on the list, I got Duke Johnson. He's available in 45% of Yahoo leagues. He had eight targets last game. And the Texans play obviously in a high total on Sunday. That fifty-point total against the against the Titans. So if you need help, if you need help at the running back position, I don't think uh, Duke Johnson's a bad place to look, especially in half point and full point PPR leagues. Um, and then next on the list, this is just cautionary, um, but Dion Lewis. I'm just going to throw him on the list. He's available in ninety one percent of leagues. The reason he's here is because Derrick Henry. He was dealing with. Um, Uh, This game was on red zone. He was dealing with a hamstring injury, Um, and it was something to to note as well because it was something that bothered Derrick Henry in practice all week. He didn't practice all week with the hamstring. It's actually he's been on the injury report for 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 a couple weeks now, I think, Um, and he, um, you know, was in and out of this game against against Oakland on Sunday. Uh, He actually went to the locker room at one point, must have got treatment, and then came back out. Um, but then he was able to come back into the game. But even coming back into the game, you could see he wasn't 100% right. Uh, and, you know, the game eventually became well out of hand. So, you know, they they pulled him out. But Deion Lewis, uh, he saw 10 touches in that game against Oakland. And if Derrick Henry misses any time, then Deion Lewis would step in in a near every down roll in what is now one of the best offenses in football. So uh, I, I think that if you have an opportunity, you have an extra roster spot, maybe you're playing the Derrick Henry owner, uh, just pick up Dion Lewis because you never really know at this point. At uh, you know this point in the season, um, and then at wide receiver, this list is oh man it starts with one man and that's going to be A.J. Brown. Uh, obviously, finishes the wide receiver one on the week, but. This guy is available on 74% of Yahoo Leagues. He's the Titans' new number one receiver, and he needs to be owned in all formats, regardless, standard, half point, full point, whatever it is, this guy needs to be owned. Um, he's got matchups coming up against Houston and New Orleans, two really good favorable matchups for the wide receiver position. And obviously, we see what A.J. Brown's able to do. This guy's just a beast, man, 6'3", 220. Uh, you know, there's, there's, he's hard to tackle when he gets the ball in his hands. Uh, next coming up at the wide receiver position, we talked about him earlier in the show. Darius Slayton also available in seventy-four percent of Yahoo leagues. Uh, you know, obviously the rookie wide receiver. He's done this before, had big games, um, but he gets Miami next week and he should be able to continue making plays down the field. So Darius Slayton, somebody that I'm intrigued by. And then Brashad Perriman. Um, this is a deep league play, but he's available in a hundred percent of Yahoo leagues. Um, but Mike Evans did go down, and again. To shout out to all the to all the you know there were a lot of injuries this week but if if you're gonna get injured go down like Mike Evans or Jared Cook get injured scoring that touchdown guys like I'm talking to the to the NFL players you know all the ones that listen to this podcast of course um, Mike Evans shout out to you because I know you're listening um, you know you t- break you know if you're gonna get hurt you score a touchdown you know, that's I'm sure fantasy owners can't g- be super mad about that although getting mad about a guy getting injured. I don't know how you could really do that because it's not like De- Devonte Parker asked to be concussed, you know. So, um, but yeah, with Mike Evans going down and the matchup coming up against Detroit, I think Perriman could be usable. We've seen him do well on this offense before. Jameis Winston throws the ball down the field. So I think Prashad Perriman's definitely somebody that we could look to as we, as we, uh, enter the, you know, get deeper into the fantasy playoffs. And then, um, You know, Deontay Johnson, somebody that I know is probably going to be talked about, but Juju Smith-Schuster is coming back. So, um, you know, it's probably not somewhere that I'd be interested in going uh, because it's just going to muddy up that whole situation because you got Juju and James Washington and Deontay Johnson and and, and James Conner is coming back. So, you know, I'd be curious to see how that plays out, but I'm not really – I don't know if that's something I want to do, especially against a, a really good Buffalo pass defense. And then moving ahead to the tight end position, we've got just one name on the list, but that's going to be David Njoku. Uh, he's played 38% of the snaps since returning, or in his return from a wrist injury in the game against Cincinnati on Sunday. Uh, he was able to have, I believe it was three targets, three or four targets, so he was, he was involved. Um, even on the limited snap usage, he was still involved. But, um, you know, he's somebody that obviously Baker Mayfield... Um, was confident in throwing the ball to last year comfortable throwing the ball to last year and as we talked about before he gets to play this matchup against Arizona this week so that's going to be a great matchup obviously as we know the tight end position Arizona gets killed against the tight end it's been they've been killed against the tight end all year so David Njoku is definitely somebody that I think that you could look to this week if you are streaming the tight end position. All right, well, that's going to be it for our waiver show and our, our week 14 recap. So uh, hopefully you guys are still alive in the fantasy playoffs. And if you if you aren't, remember our tip for the fantasy, you know, as you got ready for a fantasy playoffs. Even if you aren't in the playoffs, just still continue to pay attention. Continue to listen to us or whatever podcast that you guys listen to. Um, but just, you know, don't completely check out because, you know, the the, the people that are going to break out next year, these, this is the time that that's going to happen um, you know the time where these injuries happen, like you know, unfortunately Rashad Penny tore his ACL today. Uh, that's gonna crush him for twenty twenty. So if you're a, if you're a dynasty owner, Rashad Penny owner, these are things that you want to know. Um, you know, uh, other things like AJ Brown breaking out right now. That's something you, you want. You're gonna want to know Darius Slayton breaking out. Those are things that you're gonna want to know. Um, you know Calvin Ridley. Um, you know how he remembering how he finished. The end of 2019, not just seeing by the end of 2020, 2019 that he'll be all the way at the bottom of like, you know, the bottom 30 wide receivers, remembering that, you know, he was a top 20 wide receiver at this time before exiting, you know, different things like that, um, which shout out to my friend Mark who put the buy, the bye week, um, you know, we recommended that if you're going to, if you're on buy, bench your whole team, it allows you the flexibility to adjust. Um, you know forbid you you do have an injury um, it allows you that flexibility and he was a calvin Ridley owner lost calvin Ridley uh, was able to drop calvin Ridley and pick up Darius Slayton before the Monday night game started so um he's able to get out ahead of it he was and you know shout out to him because if he hadn't if he had started Calvin Ridley he would have been stuck in his lineup and he would not have, Maybe, you know, maybe he wouldn't have been able to make that transaction, or maybe he wouldn't have felt com- comfortable dropping who he had on his bench. But because of that, he was able to just drop Calvin Ridley, who was right there on the bench. Um, you know, so it worked out, and I'm and I'm happy to hear stories like that. So, um, you know, if anything else that we if we you know any advice that we gave you you know worked out for you, you know, leave it as a as a comment on on the on iTunes or or um, you know one of the other. A podcast listening apps but um you know or just shout out to us on you know send us a message on twitter or instagram whatever it is that you guys have to do to reach out to us because you know greg and i definitely always more than willing to help out with with whatever we can and you know definitely hear your guys feedback um you know especially because you know we're wrapping up the year and we're coming towards the end of the uh, you know, we won't be obviously recording as much and putting out episodes. So, a lot of the off season will be, you know, how, to, how do we get better? But um, again, we really appreciate you guys listening. Really appreciate you guys taking the time, making this part of your day. But if you can go out, please leave us a review um, on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever it is that you're listening to us, however, it is that you keep us plugged in. Um, but once again, thank you as always. And we are out you <music>